Welcome to the Building BN Podcast, where we take an inside look at Bloomington Normal economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners. Hosted by your BNEDC. Welcome to the 12th episode of Building BN, a podcast by your Bloomington Normal EDC. Uh, today in the studios in Uptown Normal, we have an Ed Huey, who is uh, with IMEC, Illinois Manufacturing Excellence Center, <laughs> uh, another fun acronym. And uh, we're just going to talk about pretty much all the different services they offer and then get into a little bit of uh, how we at the EDC have actually used uh, Ed services as well. So welcome to the studio. Thank you very much. So uh, we normally break it down in a couple of different segments, but uh, the first one is just the guest uh, story and talking a little bit about your history and how you ended up at IMEC. Yeah, so I was working for a tier one automotive supplier in Indiana, and they asked me to come over and, and be part of their leadership team in, in one of their factories here in the in the normal area. At the time, we were supplying uh, Mitsubishi um, uh, with, uh, with parts and some other manufacturers or automotive manufacturers up at Belvedere and down in St. Louis. And so that was in about 2002. We thought we'd be over here for a couple of years and then go back. And, and life happens, right? We, we, we fell in love with the small town we're, we're living in. Um, we, we started growing roots. My wife started be, uh, working as a school teacher. My son uh, went to Metcalf, U High, eventually ISU. So, yeah. you know, just life happened. And, sure. and we really enjoyed the small town that we're living here in McLean County. And, and, uh, and so that's how we landed up here. And then as time went on, right, as Mitsubishi unfortunately started slowing down and, and eventually ceased operation, so did the, the company I was running as far as uh, for a tier one parts. And, and through that transition, a little bit of a sidestep and then joined IMEC. Um, and so that's kind of how I landed up uh, staying in, in the state of Illinois in McLean County through, uh, through IMEC. Nice. Uh, what is a uh, unknown fun fact about yourself? So I don't know if it's unknown, but some people think it's kind of cool is um, way back when I was a, a young man, I, I was a helicopter pilot for oh, the United wow. States Army. So I flew uh, OH-58 Scouts, um, a small Bell Jet Ranger helicopter for about eight years for the United States Army. Part of that was one of the few individuals in the nation that was uh, what they called high school to flight school. So huh. I actually graduated high school uh had the summer off that fall, went into basic training, warrant officer school, flight school, and I was in my first combat unit at age 19. Wow. Pilot in command at age 20. Um, so, and then did that for about eight years. Wow. Yeah, that's really cool. You still fly now? I, I don't. I, I have my private pilot's license for fixed wing and helicopters, but it's one of those uh, hobbies that, one, you, you need a large bank account. Sure. <laughs> and two is, is you can't dabble in it. If you want to be safe and proficient and, and not be a hazard, um, you need to be in it. Right. And, and so, again, with life, it's hard to, to be focused on that. So I think the last flight I had, my, my son and my wife for Father's Day got me a, 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 they call it a discovery flight out at the airport. And so you go up with an instructor for an hour, and, and that was a blast. And some of it was like riding a bicycle, yeah. come right back. The landing part, maybe not so much. Has <laughs> oh. <laughs> the technology changed just a little bit? It, it has um, with all the GPSs and different things like that. Um, we didn't have that. We had a, we literally had a map. Sure. We just followed along, almost like a road map and right. wow. when I was flying. Very cool. Uh, so talk a little bit about your role at IMEC. Yeah, so my, my title is technical specialist, but really my role is to help 
or deliver services to manufacturers. So um, I primarily have like three disciplines that I help manufacturers with. One is safety. So I'm an OSHA authorized trainer. So if a manufacturer is saying, hey, I, I just need a second set of eyes. Can you come in and walk through my facility and look for hazards and give me recommendations on how to solve those hazards? Or sometimes they just want some updated training. And so I can I, I provide that opportunity training with them for, for those type of uh, safety initiatives. The other one is um, <clears throat> it's called lean manufacturing. Uh, another way to look at it is efficiency. And so there's lots of different tools in the toolbox to help companies be more efficient on their operational excellence. So maybe they <clears throat> they want to be able to change over a machine faster or they want to be able to um, have things organized so people can find things better or they want to be able to control their inventory better. So there's lots of different tools that we use in the bucket of lean manufacturing. So I deliver those tools and, and part of our, our approach is we don't, we, we teach it and then we help them do it. So a lot of our projects is we'll spend time with the client teaching them how to do this tool. And then we'll pick a project and we'll help them coach them, uh, come alongside them and do the project with them. So our, our goal is, is so that they become more self-sufficient. I don't have to come back for the next one and the next one and the next one. Happy to do that. Sure. But our, 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 our goal is really to help teach them the methodology so they can continue on their path and, and we can help them with the next project or we can help the next client. And then the third one is, is uh, we do some work. I do some workplace or workforce development, some leadership training, supervisor training. Um, the big one is train the trainer type of uh, program and, and I'm certified through a program called TWI or another acronym, right? Training with Industry. It is a global um, program that uh, the organizations can take on, on train the trainer, supervisor training, how to deal with people. It's kind of interesting when, when I got certified that through that, there were people from South Africa, from England, from Germany. It is a, it is a global program that people um, are, are taking on. I would imagine some of those initiatives can be pretty specific to the industry or the business. So how long does it take you to interact with those companies? Is it, is it months or is it weeks? So, yeah, the process typically is um, we'll have somebody within our organization. We call them a regional manager. Um, they're kind of an account manager. They're also um, they're kind of a, as a salesperson and they're the one meeting with the manufacturers first understanding their needs and what their pain points are. And then once those are identified, then I'm typically called in to help scope the project to make sure that the solution that we're offering or we think is um, the right solution is going to solve that manufacturer's problem. So yeah, the, the if you will, the sales cycle could take, uh, sometimes it's pretty quick. Sometimes it is months and months and months of, of working with a client and understanding their issues and their processes before we say, oh, we think this is how we can help. Other times it's the, sometimes a client just comes up and says, I know what I need. I just need you to come in and do this. Happy to do that. Other clients are, or maybe more strategic. Hey, we don't know where we're going. We don't know what help we need. Can you come in and help us identify how to get better? And so that process could take longer and longer and longer. And it probably scales with the size of the company too. Right. <laughs> how many people you have to talk to? It, it does, right? So, our, our like any other sales process, it's um, are we talking with the right people, right. right, at the right level of the organization, or do we need to gain trust and then work our way into into the organization? So, it, it does different, right? We we our our mission is to help manufacturers. If it's a one or a two person manufacturing shop to a five hundred person manufacturing shop, it's 
That's our, our mission. That's what we've been tasked to do. And so it doesn't matter the size, but the approach is, is very different. And the, and the resources are different. Um, sometimes in a, in a larger shop, they have a safety manager, they have <clears throat> a continuous improvement manager, they have a trainer. So we work with those individuals perhaps differently than we'd work with a 10-person welding shop. They may not have that same structure, so we provide that structure for them. Right. So the approach is different based on the size. Hey listeners, it's Nick Duffel here, project manager with your BNEDC with your side of the week. Today's episode features 1013 West Washington in Bloomington, Illinois. Located within the McLean County Enterprise Zone, this building has nearly 14,000 square feet of great physical features. With exposed brick and hardwood floors, this building has great potential for a variety of opportunities. For more information, you can contact Laura Pritz with Coldwell Banker, see our show notes, or email me, nick, at bnbiz.org. That's actually a good segue into uh, what the history of uh, IMAC is. Like if you talk about the organization itself, um, the structure, and um, you know what makes up IMAC. Yeah, so IMAC in Illinois started that 97, 98 timeframe. Um, <clears throat> it was part of uh, a national, say, focus on the, the, the government, the, the Senate or the, or the House, I don't remember which one it was recognized that some of the smaller to mid-sized manufacturers in the United States uh, were struggling with resources to be more globally competitive. And so they developed this nationwide uh, program called the the Manufacturing Extension Partnership Program, or MEP, another acronym. (laughs) And so what that did is establish that every state um, to develop their own um, resource, ours is IMEC, and, and so every state in the union has an organization like us whose mission is the same, to help manufacturers be more competitive, to help them grow, to help them be more efficient, anything that they need to help support them. And so we're part of that national um, footprint, if you will. And so Illinois started in that that 97, 98. So we're about 50 people strong in in the state. And we have, if you will, offices or resources um, throughout the state. We have them in Chicago. We have them in, in the Rockford, DeKalb area. I'm in the central part of the state. We, we're down in, in around the St. Louis area or the Carbondale area. So we have resources. Our, our 50 uh, folk organization or people organization is 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 throughout the state. And so we we're kind of divided into our, we have a, we have a marketing department. We also um, have some leadership teams, but really then it's really divided into two groups. Those those account managers, if you will, that are out meeting with manufacturers, trying to figure out what their needs are and understanding. And then the other half is is people like me, the technical specialists that are delivering the goods and services. So I kind of mentioned the three that I do, but we have people that are like quality experts, how to, how to implement an ISO program. Um, we have people that are helping people with IT problems, such as selecting Uh, a software program called an ERP or an MRP system, how to manage their inventory, things like that. So we have people that can do that. Um, And and so whatever the the need for the client is, we we typically have somebody internally on our staff that that we can help them. If not through our network, again, we're part of the national network, we have, uh, we, we know people that can then, we can bring in and help with that resource. 
That's great. And for us, you know, economic development, one of the pillars, you know, if you will, objectives that we focus on is um, enhancing the businesses that are here. And that's uh, one of the main reasons that we wanted to have uh, you on today, because you're not only helping out businesses, but you also helped us. Like, you know, we're uh, also, uh, you know, clients of yours that uh, you've helped us work through recently, a uh, workforce resource mapping project. If you could uh, talk about a little bit, you know, how, how that went about and um, you know, the, maybe some of the players, and I guess the session, it was a two day session before. No, it was post COVID. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, right. That's we, so we, long ago. Yeah, we kicked it off. Right, we kicked it off right before COVID, and then we had to hit pause. Hit pause, and then we were able to finally come back, figure out how to do the social distancing and keep everybody safe, and continue on on that project. Yeah, so that project was um, we would call it Value Stream Mapping, mm-hmm. um, VSM, another acronym, VSM, Value Stream Mapping, and, and what that that mapping exercise is really to do, and 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 we did it for for you guys, and we did it for some of the other participants. We also do it for manufacturing is really looking at what is the process, what are the steps of the process that something has to go through that your customer wants. So sometimes the challenge is figuring out who the customer is. Mm -hmm. And so in in your project, we were talking about workforce development, right? So if somebody is underemployed or underserved or unemployed, they're the customer of some of the services that the local area provides. And so if if one of those if one of those customers needs a certain service, we looked at what are the steps in the process that that individual, that customer has to go through in order to receive uh, the benefit or the training that they're looking to get. And so it is a, uh, a deep dive into all the process steps that has to go through. And what happens is by being able to map it out, then it becomes visual. Mm-hmm. And by making it visual, you're able to start identifying some steps that may um, may not be adding value to that customer. We may be looking, we might find some steps that are the key linchpin that's providing value to that customer. Like, hey, that's a really important step. We need to figure out how to, how to improve upon that or how to make that better. And some of those steps that aren't providing value are like, well, how do we minimize that step or how do we eliminate that step? Again, we're looking to provide value um, to, to those customers. So, and, and we would do the same thing for manufacturing, right? We, w- we would walk the process to look at a part, right? How does a part go through the manufacturing process, identifying things that maybe are wasteful or things that are adding value and trying how to maximize the value and minimize the waste, just like we, we would with um, with the customers that we were working with you on. So that's kind of what we, what we did. But what was kind of neat about the project we worked on with you is all the different agencies that were, were part of it. Um, I I'm, I'm sure if I start listing them, I'd, I'd forget somebody. I'd feel bad about that. But what, what's also neat about working with your organization and all the other partners trying to figure out those, those maps is each group had their own map of their process. But there was a huge learning about what each organization did. So it was, oh, I didn't know you did that. So now if somebody comes to me looking for that services, I know where to send them. But also um, there was some recognition of, of services that were overlapped. Wait, I do that and you do that. Well, we need to figure out who does it uh, or who can provide the best value to the customer. Maybe we can work with each other. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of that group learning, I think, was also a huge value in doing a project like we did with you. Yeah, for us, it was, uh, well, one, the number one resource in our minds when it comes to economic development is the workforce. And so whenever we got here and started asking everybody 
about for workforce, what the system was, there's, it's definitely here. Um, but again, not everybody knew what everybody else was doing. So bringing somebody uh, like yourself, Ed, in with iMac to walk us through that process and visualize it was the key. That's the coolest thing about, I think, value stream mapping is to take it out of your head, put it on the whiteboard, and then start making those connections. And then from there, it allows us to have that first step in a strategic plan, which is basically, you know, assessing the area. So we, we know, all right, here's where we're at. Now that we know what everybody's doing, now we can work on the next phase, which will be where we want to go and then creating a plan to get there. But it was really hard whenever you're thinking about a system like workforce development, because there's so many different segments, so many agencies involved, uh, but to get some of the larger ones together and work as a team um, to do that uh, group based experience um, where we're all learning what everyone else is doing and hopefully start collaborating going forward. It was the first step in the right direction. Yeah, I think how powerful that is just what you said is there's so many different organizations trying to help um, the workforce in, in the area. And if you put yourself in the shoes of the customer, that person that is needing rather upgraded training or new training or needs some support um, transitioning from one job to another, if if we're confused or we're not understanding the entire process, mm -hmm. think about how confusing it is for that for that person, right? Maybe they're transitioning from one job to another and going, where do I go get help? And it's everybody's doing it, but nobody's doing it. And it's it's confusing for that customer. Right. And we're all um, in this game. We're knowledge workers. We're not actually manufacturing a widget or anything. So it's a, it's a whole different level, I think, when you're talking about. Um, not actually having a physical project go product go through um, input and then output compared to like you said some of them the services were provided to individuals we as an EDC are on the other end of that spectrum where our customers are actually the businesses current and new ones and it was cool to have uh, also the chamber same thing we're on the business side how we all actually come together in the middle to make that handoff of that uh, worker to that business and make those connections um, which for us, you know, the end goal of all of this after having it all mapped out, bringing in more people, we're still discovering daily about other people that are in the space as well. Hopefully having one giant infographic roadmap that shows you your choose your own adventure, depending on <laughs> if you're a business or a worker, what side of this do you start on? But seeing how they all connect, because I agree, um, not even from the underemployed worker, where do they go? But the business, you know, the business has so many options on who they could talk to. And it really depends on what the opening is or openings could be, you know, if they're on a certain level, they're going to work with ISU. Another one, it could be um, Heartland Community College. And then otherwise, it could be with the trades. There's there's so many layers to this, uh, just to be able to, I guess, get a start as uh, where we needed to be. And it helped out a ton. Yeah, that's interesting you say that because when, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about uh, the, the value stream mapping process. You know, uh, IMEC is a manuf support manufacturers, but we do help um, non-manufacturers such as yourself because the tools that we use to help manufacturers, a lot of them apply to mm -hmm. any process. And so value stream mapping will say that, look, this tool um, is useful for any process that has a customer sometimes it's hard to figure out who the customer is. So as you were just talking about it is, right, maybe you have a, an underemployed or an unemployed individual. They can be a customer of the process, but I hadn't thought about it until you said it, but you're right that the companies that are looking for uh, workers are also a customer of the process. And both of those um, have some, some commonality to them and also some differences. So to be able to look at it from the customer's point of view, where is the value coming from? Sometimes the hardest part is figuring out who is the customer. Right. And then you start your, your mapping and make it visual. Yep. 
Yeah, we're looking forward to getting that uh, produced and put onto our website and kicked out, which hopefully by our next be in by the numbers in December, we'll be releasing that because that'll actually show us you know, where we are and then where we need to be. We'll work on it probably sometime next year to help evolve that workforce uh, development system um, to take uh, Bloomington Normal into the, hopefully the future uh, post-COVID on how things are going to be workforce, which that could all switch because there's so much unknown, but at least we've got a starting point for now. Sure. Hey listeners, it's Amber Wolfley, Business Retention and Expansion Manager at your BNEDC. Are you interested in starting your career here in Bloomington Normal? As of today, there are approximately 130 jobs listed on Indeed under manufacturing. For more information or to apply today, head over to their website at indeed.com and view the available jobs and see why BN was voted a top most livable city in the nation. Awesome. Well, with that, um, you know, being in Bloomington Normal, we always like to ask our guests like what their ideal day would look like. Uh, so if you could uh, map out, um, you know, we did say that your son went to ISU, you know, maybe yeah. talk about some of the things that uh, you like to do around town. Yes, yeah, so when um, in, in town, so this is our, our, or at least my favorite time of the year, that September, October, right? The weather's perfect. So a lot of the activities pre-COVID would, would be our, our ideal day. You know, anything around Uptown Normal, a lot of those activities, we've all been, always enjoyed those, whether it's um, the homecoming parade, the homecoming activities this time of year was always a highlight of, of, of our activities, but also all the other um, festivals that happen, right? The, they have the Sweet Corn Festival and, 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 uh, and then there's an art one. Is it like the Sugar Creek Art Festival, I think? I think so, yeah. So all those Uptown Normal activities would probably be uh, our perfect day type of activities. Nice. And uh, we always like to ask our guests if you've got a favorite food or place to eat here in town. Yeah, so if I if I had to pick one, because there's there's many, but if I had to pick one, it's got to be Lucas Pizza, and 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 sitting downstairs in that atmosphere of Lucas Pizza Girls is awesome. Yeah, it's hard to beat that. Like you said, atmosphere. But I remember going here the first time and looking up on the wall, and there's pictures of like JFK, and you know, there's a the Notre Dame pennant that had to be from like 1940 or something <laughs> on the wall, and I was like, this is like a step back in time. Um, but the the food's phenomenal, but the atmosphere, I believe, is what makes that place. Yeah, I, I agree. The downstairs is pretty cool to yeah. sit there and get, get a table downstairs is is nice. I swear it'd be a great place to film, you know, some kind of either a old school mafia movie or something. But yeah, it's <laughs> very very cool environment. One of the final questions we talk about is just economic development in general and, um, you know, what that means to a community or a state or a nation, really. Do you have any thoughts on that? So I, I can only speak to that um, from an IMEX standpoint of view. And so, again, our, our mission is really to, to help accelerate, help ignite manufacturers' path towards operational excellence and to help improve their global competitive, right? Because it is global now, no matter where you're, you're manufacturing at. So when I think about that economic development, um, what does that mean to manufacturers? And so I was, I was able to pull up some data. Um, in the last 10 years, IMEC and McLean County, um, we, we've worked with 30, a little bit over 30 different companies, uh, manufacturers more specifically in McLean County. And, and out of those, there's some, uh, we've done about 83 projects. So we have some repeat customers there. But one of the things we measure or how we're measured is what is the impact that we've had on those organizations? And so what happens is if we, if we work with a manufacturer 
in about six months after the project's done, up to a year after the project's done, they actually get surveyed by a third party. Hey, how, how, what was the impact that IMEC had on your business? And there's questions like new sales, retained sales, new employees, retained employees, investment. And so we asked them, or the third party asked them to define how much impact we had on their business. And so it's not us reporting the impacts, it's the clients, mm -hmm. our clients. And so in those 10 years, 30 manufacturers, 83 different projects, those clients that we worked with reported almost $32 million of impact. And so that's what I think about economic development impact, like what is our role, what's our mission, and it's to impact manufacturers. Our manufacturers in the last 10 years in McLean County is saying there's been a $32 million impact from IMEX work that's directly re related back to McLean County. So that's kind of how we think about it, yep. right? And we and we have these numbers for every county and we can talk about it for the entire state, but that's, I, I know in this conversation is more about the Bloomington Normal area. I was able to pull up the McLean County. Yeah, those, those numbers are fantastic. Like our definition of uh, economic development is if you think about economics, it is the efficient allocation of scarce resources. So development is the development of those resources. And the fact that your organization has been out working with that many companies and having that big of a return, that ROI, is huge. Yep. So you spend that time, you go in there, you get the companies to reinvest, you know, it ends up creating more jobs. So we track, we track jobs retained, um, jobs created, the investment back in the community, and then what that means, and you've got that ripple. So that that is economic development. I think it's really important for the listeners to know that it's not just the EDC doing economic development. It's a lot of people in the community across the board impact economic development. And that's really one of the reasons I wanted to have you guys on just to talk about, you know, your role, your services. Uh, because like I said earlier, that one pillar when it comes to enhancing businesses, you're a perfect you know, example on how you can enhance a business locally and grow from within. Because it's especially now, it's, it's been a challenge, you know, bringing newer companies in. It's so much easier. I think it's some stat is like 80% of growth comes from who's already here. If you can get a company that's on the verge of maybe getting into a new market or if a, if a new process would help them get to the next level, you guys are key in making that happen. Correct. So that's uh, it's great to have you on to talk about that. Let everybody know, and then um, you know, as we're out and about doing our retention expansion visits, we'll definitely be pushing uh, the services that are there and possibly partner on um, some other projects going forward because there's some other techniques that are out there that we might be able to raise funds for to actually offer your services to businesses that you know meet a certain criteria that we think could really expand with just a little bit of help. Yep. And Patrick, I think you said it best too. It's really important to point out that $32 million doesn't happen or may not have happened without your assistance. So I think that's, it goes to even show how the, the, the bigger role that you have in the community and local economic development. And again, that's that's just one county out of the entire state. Yeah, that's. And I only pulled the data from like so. We're, we're a pretty rich, data rich organization, and so we were able to pull it just from McLean County. But we have that um, for every county in the, in the entire state. And then, uh, depending on who we're talked to, we would we can aggregate those numbers and say, look at the impact we've had sure. on the state of Illinois. Yep. No, we're uh, very data driven as well, so we love hearing numbers. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thanks for coming on today. And uh, for more information, um, is it what's your website? So it would be um, IMEC or www.imec.org, um, or um, they can just, uh, that'd be the best way to get a hold of us is through that website. Cool. So if you want more information, uh, check out the website. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, this is Becky at your BNEDC with upcoming events. September 26th is very busy. It's downtown Bloomington's 
Farmer's Market from 7.30 a.m. until noon, Mission Impossible Golf Outing at the Den at Fox Creek, there's a Masquerade Party Open Skate at the Bloomington Ice Center from 1 until 3, Backseat Radio is live at the Mackinac Valley Vineyard at 7 p.m. On the 26th and 7th is National Alpaca Farm Days. And also on the 27th, Ray's Rockets are live at the Connie Link Amphitheater. See our show notes or visit bnbiz.org for more details. Hope to see you there. Tune in next week as we continue to take an inside look at Bloomington Normal's economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners, and learn more about our BN Advantage.